Oh, hi. I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 64. We did it. 64. I say that after every number, but you know what? It's an accomplishment. I'm not, I'm not bored of it yet. I'm actually more stoked about it every time I do it. I mean, last week's episode was pretty good because I got to recount my uh, whole trip to Alaska. So this week, I'm going to repeat that. That's the plan. I'm I'm still that excited. I'm just going to do that whole whole thing all over again. I'm going to repeat the last week's. I'm going to try to repeat last week's podcast verbatim. Forget this opening. But we're going to start now. Oh, hi. I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 63. I just got back from Alaska. It, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that again. You can go listen to that, though. That was last week. You can go do that right now. I'll just wait. I'm just going to wait right here for you. Uh, no, but there's there's a lot I want to talk about this week. I didn't know what I wanted to talk about until five minutes before I started recording. I was compiling things. I was remembering things I tweeted over the past week, which um, it's insane how much gets filled up in a week. And it's insane how quickly we forget that six weeks ago, Jeffrey Epstein was murdered in jail and he was going to take down all of the pedophiles, but he he uh, he got murdered and then they said it was suicide. And then people forgot and then they went to the rainforest thing and then and then they went, oh, I have a string on my shirt. You see, we get distracted so easily. It's crazy. I mean, it's sad. It's sad that that I mean, but it's also amazing if you think about it, because we built society, we built crazy buildings, we've made amazing art. Uh, we made airplanes, the internet. We've done all these things, and uh, but we forget. So I don't know how we were able to do all these things because we, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I'm a talker. I'm not a doer, by the way. That's why I'm. <laughs> that's why I'm talking into this podcast thing. But though, yeah. So the t- today's format is kind of like what I'm gonna do when I launch this new show. I'm gonna do, and which will will also be. Uh, put into podcast form so you know what it's probably gonna work out it's probably gonna work out and uh yeah so the first thing i wanted to talk about was the joker movie because that comes out on friday and the internet has been going going crazy about that for, since the first trailer came out because you know what's the worst thing in the world more than worse than slavery that still exists to this day it's just white people <laughs> white people are the worst people in the world according to the internet um, I think, I think if you put, if you put us inventors or just inventors, it's going to put a bunch of weird people you've never heard of. And by weird, I mean, uh, we, let's just keep it at weird. Uh, but you know, I don't think Thomas Edison is the first or Tesla or whatever, but that's a whole nother thing. So people, people get upset, are upset about the Joker movie, which has spiraled down into, uh, our law enforcement is 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 now setting up rules like uh, in certain theaters. I think you can't go by yourself to see the Joker movie, which I think will create more incels if implemented. Because uh, the fact that they're willing to leave their their basements and uh, you know go out into the real world and you know go enjoy a movie, but you know by themselves. I've done I've gone to movies by myself a million times. It's actually kind of nice. Uh, I think that by doing that, they're going to create more involuntary celibate dudes, incels, and uh, more angry people. Kind of like how the war on terror, I feel like, has maybe created more terrorists than uh, stopped. Because if you just if you bomb a wedding, if you drone bomb a wedding, 
in the Middle East, uh, those people aren't going to be like, oh, I get it. We're collateral damage. My my brother who was getting married, he was collateral damage, which is, I get it. I'm not mad. Continue on the war on terror. So I feel like this thing where we're going to prevent movie shootings uh, by making these weird rules, like you can't go alone. It's kind of like in gun ranges. Certain gun ranges, you just can't go alone because that's a big red flag. But I don't know if I believe that. What about the quiet person who likes to do things? I don't I don't know. Um, I think if someone wants to do something bad, you can't prevent it from happening. So they're creating this whole mass hysteria thing that it's almost like it's encouraging bad things to happen. Uh, and I don't want to tell you I told you so, but I kind of feel like something's going to happen. And I, I hope I'm wrong, but all, all of this uh, media attention is inviting bad things to happen. But I am going to see the Joker movie twice. I know it's going to be good. And if it's bad, then then I'll just go to a movie theater. No, I'm kidding. You can't even joke about those things these days. But the movie will be good. That was um, that was carbonated water that I opened on the microphone. So, yeah, that whole Joker controversy. And by the way, this is not the end of the controversy. The controversy is going to continue when it opens with 80 plus million dollars this weekend. And then people are like, why wasn't there a woman of color in the movie? Actually, I think there is. It's weird how we call people women of color or people of color. I feel like that seems more racist than just saying black. And, uh, but whatever. Uh, there, there's going to be controversy with how much money it made. Uh, should we really be seeing a movie about a mentally deranged white person? Is this going to cause more violence in our already violent society, which is also not true? I mean, white people aren't really violent, aren't the violent people in our society right now. Um, but, you know, it's a movie, guys. It's a movie. You're going to be fine. And the media is stupid. And this is how we know it's fake news. They they almost want these things to happen. It's more eyeballs for them. They like, like, like when t- Trump tweeted yesterday that if they impeach him, there will be a civil war. I think he kind of said that in jest. But either way, I mean, he might be right. Um, but but the media really, really wants and needs that civil war. They really, really, really want that. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Look, everything that is perpetuated through the mainstream media or popular culture or anything like that, anything that is is just hammered into us is just it's the opposite which is actually kind of interesting because i've been going on and on and on about how all you really need to eat now is steak like grass-fed steak everything else is pretty much uh extravagant and unnecessary and a waste of money but uh now actually they're coming out with articles are saying that actually eating grass-fed steak is good they can't even keep their story straight it's like one year coffee's bad for you, the next year coffee's good for you. One year, I mean, look at the food pyramid. The food pyramid was a hoax. It made people fat. I mean, that was one of the things that made people fat. Also, just not allowing kids to go outside and play made people fat. Um, taking physical education out of schools made people fat. Many things made people fat. But uh, look at the food pyramid in the 1960s. And that was popular thing. There's popular thought. Same with the, the, the world is going to be frozen. 
global cooling in the 1970s, they keep pushing false narratives. And, 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 and they push it to the point where it becomes fact, and it, we don't question it. It's like we don't question the person in the white lab coat. It's a guy in a white lab coat. We have to listen to that guy. We love costumes. Hey, that's uh, look at that. It's uh, just t- turned October 1st today. We love costumes. There's a guy, he pulls us over. He's wearing a costume. He has a gun. And uh, he's, he's the law. We have to <laughs> we, Costumes trick us every time. There's so many deaths also with um, prescription drug medications, uh, r- accidental deaths in hospitals. I mean, it, it's like a, it's over 100,000. I know that in the United States. But the person who did it was wearing a costume. So it's okay. And it, you know, I think we need to question things a little bit more. And I think it's usually the simplest answer is the correct answer. Like, will shootings uh, will, will shootings rise this weekend because of the Joker movie? No. They won't. But if you keep talking about it, you're maybe going to encourage people to go do something. You know what I mean? It's kind of like maybe stop putting the Boston bomber on the on the cover of the Rolling Stone magazine because you're going to maybe encourage someone else to become inf- infamous infamous infinite infamous try saying that because because I some words I just can't sometimes I can't even with words with with the one language I know I can't even with that so the Joker movie um it's controversial because it's being attacked by everything by the way the 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 director who made the Hangover movies and made Old School and Road Trip and all these really good comedies in the early 2000s, he uh, basically said the, he had to use Joker as a Trojan horse to make a real gritty movie. He had to use a, a comic book movie where it's really not comic book movie. There's no CGI. It's $55 million budget. Not That's not that much in the grand scheme of things, but he had to kind of use that as a Trojan horse to make a real movie. And he said he pretty much gave up on comedies because uh, they are uh, being frowned upon and scrutinized and put under a microscope. And ev- any anything that's funny is going to be against someone else. That's how people see it now. So he pretty much abandoned comedy like everyone else. That's why Booksmart is considered a comedy. That's why uh, Late Night, the one with that that Indian girl from The Office which no one saw, is considered a comedy. If it doesn't have a woke message in it, then it's not a comedy. Uh, And and also, that's why movies like... um, Original movies like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are being attacked. Oh, that brings me to one of my next things, but I don't want to talk about it just yet. Uh, I got to talk about a movie I saw this weekend that that got really good reviews. And the, the the director of... That movie Swiss Army Men made it. You know, maybe... Okay, you know, I'll just talk about it right now. It ties into this. And uh, this is why I don't trust reviews anymore. This has good reviews. I, I think even the audience... Like, the audience I saw it in, it was a pretty packed theater. They were all laughing and clapping, and they thought it was the greatest thing ever. And this is why art is dead. This is why modernity sucks. And why art today is only valuable in the eyes of the masses if it if it has shock value. If it's not shocking you, 
which, by the way, disappears after a minute. Like, the Mona Lisa doesn't shock you, but it's, to this day, uh, one of the greatest pieces of art of all time. And it comes from an era that everything was just... Everything popular was good, actually. And everything popular now is bad, because now it's about shock value. There was no, there was really no such thing as shock value back then. This movie that I'm talking about uh, is called The Death of Dick Long, which uh, is a v- it's very subtle if you think about it, especially when the twist in the movie happens. But before that, I want to read some quotes from the director. A- and when I finished that movie, I, I hated it. And I hated even more after reading the quotes from the, di- the director because uh, I didn't know his intentions like the hidden meaning he put into it i didn't know but he had hidden meaning in it which it's funny because like if the the hidden meaning turned out to be something i agreed with i would have been like i i I understand but i still didn't like it the hidden meaning he is talking about made me hate it even more and this is why art is garbage now why most popular movies are garbage and uh I'm actually glad the Joker is like at 70 something percent because if it was at 100, I'd be like, oh, okay, it's going to suck. It's pleasing too many people. It's not going to be good. But here are some quotes from like diff- two articles. One was on Jezebel, which is a hint right there, a feminist website. And uh, the director of the movie said, there's something, there's some really embarrassing white guys in the center of this movie. But I also wanted it to be a love letter to the ensemble of women and people of color who clean up their messes. I kind of picked up on that when I was watching it, but I, I didn't want that to ruin the movie for me. So the fact that the two main police officers were women, one was a lesbian, one was an old lady, and then another one was a black guy who didn't really get that much screen time. Uh, I, I like Right then and there, I'm like, okay, that's a little bit of a red flag. I... I, I, I <laughs> I see what's happening here, but if the movie's good, I'm going to I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. So, this was about them cleaning up the mess of of stupid white men. Uh and then he goes on, they're they're the part of Alabama that I think people don't see much or hear about or talk about. The women and people of color who clean up the messes of the white the white guy, the white stupid guys. Basically, this movie is uh, it starts off with a group of friends who are in a band, and they're they're probably in their thirties. They're uh, part they they're having band practice, and then the one guy's wife go, goes to bed and takes the daughter goes to bed, and then and then he's like, oh, we'll just be down here for a little bit more. And then they uh, the moment the wife leaves, they go, do you want to get weird? And usually, when people are saying, do you want to get weird, it's like doing drugs and uh whatever so this escalates like they're doing drugs they're doing this uh they're shooting guns they're playing with fireworks and then and then it just cuts to them dragging their friends pretty much almost dead body to the hospital but they they don't want th- clearly they did something embarrassing or, or because they just don't, they don't just take their friend to the hospital they just drop him off they plop him on the ground drop him off in front of the hospital and so they don't really tell you that there's the twist is how the the friend died. So they don't reveal that right away because that's a really special twist in this movie. 
It makes the movie. I'm going to tell you the twist because you shouldn't see this movie. It's garbage, and I don't care about spoilers. We're adults. Like, fuck it. Who cares? Let me go on to read this interview. The, the, this interview. Um, the, the, the interviewer goes, and now I want to talk about the twist. About two-thirds in the way, it's revealed that Dick died from internal injuries he suffered after being fucked by a horse. And I'm not I'm not just cursing to curse. This is the question. And that Zeke and Earl are also zoophiles. How much research on or even immersion in the world of zoophilia did you did you do for this movie? I by the way, I, I thought it was called bestiality. They're giving these names like it's a normal thing. They're doing the same thing with pedophilia, by the way. Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, but zoophilia, I didn't know that was the term. I guess that's the term in the world of Jezebel, in the world of the feminist, the world of the Marxist left. I guess that's I guess that's the term we have to you know, because they deserve our respect. You know, there are people who really are zoophiles, and they have feelings too. And uh, yeah, by the way, for those of you joining the Periscope right now, I've had it running. Uh, I'm talking about a movie called The Death of Dick Long, which is fucking stupid. But it got good reviews, and it's getting press and all of this stuff. Uh, so that was the question. Like, did you immerse yourself in the world of zoophilia? Did, and then it's revealed that the guy died from being fucked by a horse, because that's what they're into. Um. So di- the director says, just enough. Billy, the writer, did a lot more than me and uh, Mike Abbott, who plays Zeke. Uh, did more than me because I thought it was important uh, to pe- because it was important to people writing and playing it that they get to know that world better. We talked about it and read a few articles, and I read about this true story that this is inspired by. But this is not. Uh, but this was not uh, at all an attempt to tell anyone's true story. At the end, the twist is. A way to make people feel something in a theater again. Yeah, I felt disgust. I didn't. I hated the movie. It made me hate the movie. Uh, I fe- I feel. I feel. Th- I saw a movie last week called Ad Astra. I want to watch it again. It was pretty cool. It reminded me of Blade Runner a little bit. It reminded me a little bit of 2001: A Space Odyssey. It was a sci-fi movie, but it wasn't really a sci-fi movie. There was a lot of thought put into it. Uh, Maybe the the father and son thing was a little bit flimsy, but I don't care because there was a lot of thought put into it. This is a guy gets fucked by a horse and dies. Let me go on. He says, we wanted to tell a story about masculinity and repressing things and keeping secrets and how that feels and what it does to people. I don't know where this whole masculinity thing in the movie is, but they throw words like that around. Uh, none of these dudes in this movie acted like dudes. They're losers in their 30s who don't really have... Not, not. I mean, not having a good job is not a bad thing. If you have a job, you have a job. Good for you. But they're losers. They're doing drugs. They're still in a garage band when they're in their mid to late 30s. And uh, this is... You, you already know this before they tell you that they like fucking and being fucked by horses. So there, I don't know what in this is about toxic masculinity or masculinity in general. Um, you know that the one main guy before he is uh he, he's a zoophile or zoophilia or whatever he's into that he uh it seems like he's a good dad, like he doesn't hit his wife or any you know what I mean like there's nothing in it whatever but they love throwing words like that and they're using that same word 
in in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They they're using that in um the one in Joker, uh, toxic masculinity. You know, the the perfect thing about words like that, by the way, is that it's like when you call someone a racist. The debate's over. You don't need to expound on that. You say something is toxic masculinity, and that's it. You don't need to say why or whatever. People, you just have to take it for, for face value. Uh, okay, and then he goes on. We didn't care that much about the zoophilia, even though it was the whole uh, twist in the movie. Uh, it was a way to capture what it feels like to keep a secret. We wanted to make sure we weren't uh, inaccurate, but we weren't trying to educate people on zoophilia. Although I will say the most interesting thing I learned is that people, that some people who are zoos <laughs> identify more as just, I'm someone who connects with animals more than I connect with humans. So in a way, your, cra- your, your crazy cat lady uh, aunt is a zoophile. No. You can't conflate those two things. That's fucking crazy. I'm someone who connects with this guy. The, the, the guy basically boiled it down to uh, zoophiles are people who just want to connect with animals uh, more than they want to connect with humans. Oh, you mean mentally insane people? You mean sick people? Uh, people who abuse animals? This is crazy. And that is not a very subtle way to uh, semi-endorse that lifestyle. Like, the guy went out of his way to make a whole movie where the twist is that. And, and, and under the guise of, it's it's a comedy, it's a caper, it's, uh, the you know, these guys try to get away with murder, but it's a comedy. It's... it's 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 crazy. I saw this in theaters. I didn't see this on iTunes or Netflix or I saw this in a movie theater. I went in by the way not knowing what it's about. Uh I just knew that, that who the director was that was involved. It got good reviews. Okay, that's good enough for me. I I want to go to the movie this weekend. I'll, I'll go see that. That's what that movie was. So then in the G- GQ article, uh they go, "So why this movie now?" And then and then this gives a little bit more insight into the mind of this director. Let me just make this bigger because I'm uh, I got to read it faster and I feel like if it's bigger, I could read it faster and it makes sense. It's like teleprompters are bigger, whatever. Uh, he goes to say the year I decided to make this movie, shitty dudes were in the headlines like 10 times a day. OK, this is the sign, by the way, of someone who is not smart and who can be easily manipulated by the media just because something is 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 is, again, perpetuated by the media as fact and it's because they control the whole narrative, not as well as they used to because of new media online, uh, but they still control the narrative because people like tw- uh, platforms like Twitter and Facebook buy into that and um, use them as their main credible sources. But uh, this guy is saying that he keeps hearing about shitty dudes doing bad things because the headlines, that's what the headlines have been telling me. So it created this false narrative that, that that white dudes especially are just are just raping and pillaging everyone. Billy, the screenwriter, had been trying to get this movie put together, and I'd been I'd been part of the project for years and years, reading different drafts and stuff. And while it's not a preachy movie, it explores something 
that was very much on my brain. <laughs> the shame that so many guys live with and the way that shitty dude's behavior is rippling out across the country. Again, don't know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, it seems like they only pay attention to the news here, but the news uh, in places like India or the Middle East or whatever, I mean, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd kind of agree with you there, but but this country is, is doing a pretty good job with uh, civility. The majority of this, the people in this country are good people. And then he goes on to say, and then we talked about where to shoot it because it wasn't explicitly said in Alabama, but Alabama's where I'm from. And it's where Billy was living when he wrote this. And Alabama was in the headlines every week last year and the year before that too. And I was like, I want to go back and explore this place, the good and the bad. Uh, again, with the headlines. I, I, he might be referring to the abortion stuff there, which, again, people forgot recently. Then he says, uh, who gets to frame the narrative around Alabama is always a bummer. You, dude, you made a whole movie based in Alabama, and it's garbage, and you painted them as zoophile ra horse rapists. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what if you think you're doing a good job, but trust me, man, you're not. Also, you're not listening to this, so I don't know who I'm talking to. Uh, usually, the people framing the narrative aren't the majority of Alabama, which is women and people of color. This is such a white knight, this guy. Uh, it's some white dudes. It's Roy Moore, Jeff Sessions, and George Wallace. All right. So that that is. Uh, I'm so glad my gut was right about this movie. I'm so glad that I hated this movie, and uh, and uh, it wasn't because I read articles after that opened up my uh, my mind to uh, his his insight, his deeper meaning, and and what he was trying to make. But these people, these filmmakers, people in Hollywood, people in media, they really think that uh, we care about their opinions. <laughs> Which brings me to my next thing. I was... Uh, it, the the whole thing with Greta Thunberg and all that has been really frustrating. Because adults... Adults can't see the hoax. And uh, this is a tweet I tweeted 10 minutes before I started recording this podcast. I wrote, Hoax movements tend to be the ones that hide behind mass celebrity endorsements and child uh, and children's spokesmen. I mean, any anything that needs to be, uh, is the right word, propagated? Anything that needs to be promoted by those sorts of people means that they, they can't stand on their own two legs. It, it, those ideas are not good ideas. They're not strong ideas. And it goes it goes with this, the same types of, uh, like, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's not a, a, a climate scientist, or, or, or uh, uh, Bill Nye, who's not really a scientist at all. He plays one on TV. But but those people are usually brought on TV, and, and and those people are usually pushing the the propaganda, which means that that it's a good sign that they're hoaxes. The same way that Obama, when he was pushing the what's it called Obamacare years ago, he went on Funnier Dies between two ferns with Zach Galifianakis to get people to sign up for Obamacare. If it was a good product, 
You wouldn't need to go do that, by the way. You're the president of the United States. You don't need to go on a little comedy thing that gets a couple million views on YouTube to convince people to sign up for your awesome product. You're already the president. You don't need to do that. So, again, hoax. So this brings me to uh, a tweet, Billy Eilish. Oh, no, and then I said in another tweet, oh, no, something I didn't tweet yet, but I want to. I wrote, all fake movements have one thing in common. They take over all the trending GIFs on Instagram stories. Go scroll through the trending GIFs or GIFs or whatever you want to call it in Instagram stories, and you'll see. It's like girl boss, uh, climate justice now oh and they client they call it climate justice are you fucking kid climate justice what are you what are you talking about imagine if scientists were 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 saying like if they use that term seriously we need climate justice now what are you talking about that's not a scientific term i don't know what you're trying to tell me so let's hear billy ailish uh and woody harrelson talk about uh, the things you need to know about. Wait. From California to the Amazon, our forests are burning. We are in a climate emergency. No, we're not. If you do a little bit of research, uh, you know that you'll see that that's a hoax too. But go on. Oh, I disappeared it. Where is? All right. Let's. Weather uh... is wrecking millions of lives. From California to the Amazon, our forests are burning. Nope. We are in a climate emergency. False. We cannot let this happen on our watch. Up to one million species are becoming extinct because of mankind's action. Yeah, 99.9% of all species that ever existed on this planet are now extinct because that's what happens. That's normal. And time is running. Oh, they showed the polar bears while that was happening. The polar bear population is growing. History shows us that when enough people rise up and demand change, those in power have no choice but to act. Millions of people around the world are taking to the streets on a climate strike, demanding our leaders listen to the science and act. We must take back power. That means voting for leaders who care about the future of our planet. Join in I mean, that's what it's all about. They keep... They Vote for people who uh, are socialists. I mean, look at the Green New Deal. That's literally the main talking point they're talking about right now. That doesn't uh, fix anything China's doing or anything India's doing or Indonesia or any of those countries. It doesn't. Our country is pretty good with trash and pollution, except the really big cities that uh, uh, most of these people live in. That's odd. It's really weird. I didn't. I didn't think of that. Um, but this is what it's about. It's about control. It's about uh, taxing you to death and uh and uh yeah making uh it i mean it kind of feels like it's part of a one world government thing but i'm not going to go there um but it's about things like the green new, green new deal but let's go there's 30 seconds left in this thing environmental movements like greenpeace or fridays for future a global youth movement inspired by greta thunberg and doing what we can to live in a greener lifestyle by cutting out greta thunberg and dairy in your diet and reducing plastic use. Oh, and they're pushing the thing to stop eating meat, uh, which is another whole thing that I should do a podcast on, and that's a huge hoax. I am going to talk about vegans in a little bit uh, because they're irritating, 
and and you know you should always you should talk about you should shame people who suck all the time the main problem is when we ignore people when we ignore things we don't like this is how we get into this mess um i've been reading andrew breitbart's book that he wrote before he died which i think he was also murdered um and uh it's called righteous indignation i've i'm already more than halfway through this and i started a couple days it's really good Chapter 6, which is called Breakthrough, kind of explains the predicament we're in right now. It talks about something called critical theory, which is a intellectual term <laughs> created by academics who uh, escaped Nazi Germany in the 1930s. I, I always thought that this was something that kind of started infiltrating uh, that the Russians were kind of doing in the, the 70s and 80s. It was a Cold War tactic where they would kind of embed themselves in our universities, and then you see the 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 problems arising thirty years later. It kind of that kind of seemed like the 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 you know the the problem to me, but it goes way further than that. Whatever, uh, I'll, I'll maybe talk about this more next week. Actually, no, next week I have a guest uh, on Sadcast episode sixty five, Rucka Rucka Ali. He's a uh, objectivist and a rapper a parody rapper, a YouTuber, and all that. So he's my guest next week. But I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this pretty soon. The problems we're, we're, we're feeling right now pretty much happened because people were ignoring it. They thought, oh, they're just a silent minority. They're crazy. Uh, we don't need to pay attention to them. America's awesome. Who wouldn't love America if you lived here? Uh, those people didn't like America, and they changed it from within. And now we're really feeling the, the repercussions and uh, climate justice now, but uh, yeah, it, it it I used to think like live and let live and like don't you know, but no, we need to shame people, and we need to make them feel stupid, and we need to I mean like if you, this is what you're interested in, if you're interested in politics and whatever, uh, it's not just about talking shit, it's not just about gossip, it's not just about these types of things, it's a, it's really about trying to change it for the world you want to live in. That's what they're doing. That's literally what they're doing. They're, that's what the climate emergency is. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to change the way that you live. They're trying to take away everything that's made their lives easier than your lives easier. But they're the ones who are like, fuck you, dad. I hate you. I'm rebelling against you. But they're doing that against oil. So climate emergency now. Keeping yourself informed and making your voice count. If, like us, you love our planet Earth, follow organizations like Greenpeace and Fridays for Future. As opposed to if you hate planet Earth. <laughs> they paint it like if you're against them, um, your voice is bad too. They don't want your voice. They only want your voice if you agree with them. It's like the people who say, get out and vote. Get up, get out and uh, and sign up to, to vote or register to vote. Sign up to vote. Register to vote. Okay, cool. Yeah, actually, I might do that. I'm going to vote for Trump or I'm going to I'm a Republican. And they're like, no, actually, no, never. Not you. No, I didn't mean you. I meant like you if you agreed with me. That's what these people are. And uh, if you care about the earth, then follow things like Greenpeace and Fridays for Future. If you care about earth. I mean, if you don't, then you're wrong. And, you know, who doesn't care about earth? I think even people who commit suicide care about earth. Actually, I just read that a 14-year-old committed suicide yesterday because of, uh, uh, or no, not yet, maybe a few days ago in the UK because of uh, climate change. A 14-year-old blamed climate change on his suicide. 
This is literally killing people. Climate change isn't killing people. The propaganda behind it is. And it's child abuse. And it's scaring people. Kids. It's scaring kids. Adults can handle it. Kids cannot handle this stuff. All right. I'm done with that video. Uh, but it brings me to the next thing. Which is... <laughs> 2020 presidential candidate uh, named Sexy Vegan arrested for alleged sex assault on dog. You see? Let's go back to that movie about the horse raping. It's done by crazy vegans and liberals. It's it's not done by the hicks and rednecks in, in Alabama. It's done by the crazy vegans who I think live in California. It's a California man, not even a Florida man. This is a California man, 37-year-old who changed, legally changed his name to Sexy Vegan, uh, it says, was arrested for allegedly performing an act of bestiality, at least they called it bestiality, not zoophilia or whatever, with a pit bull. That actually takes balls. I mean, if, if, you, if you rape a pit bull, that, that, that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a horrible thing, but, but you, 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 you're either brave or crazy or both because they will murder you. Those bulls will murder you. Um, yeah, we don't read. <laughs> we don't really need to read the rest of this article because uh, you don't need to know the specifics after that. Oh, actually, it shows a picture of him kissing a pit bull. He has face tattoos also and uh, earplug rings or whatever. Um, so I guess he's also running for president, um, which cool but that that's all you need to know that i, I just wanted to bring that up because it actually coincidentally tied to the, the the movie i saw and also it's it's uh it was trending so i guess i had to talk about that <laughs> oh wait wait and then and then another vegan thing and then another vegan thing this one's funny this is cute i mean the really think that they have a mental illness. This is from two days ago. The headline is, I literally could have died. Vegan panics after mistakenly eating sausage roll. A vegan student claims she is now traumatized after the British bakery. Uh, you know, it's, it's coming from Britain too, from the UK. Accidentally served her a sausage roll instead of a vegan alternative. Charlene Nudugnugnugnu. Okay, so I'm guessing she's Indian or black, uh, which already privileged because if she if she gets if she got to immigrate to the UK and she can choose to be a vegan, I don't know many Africans can actually be a vegan. I don't know if they actually have the privilege to be a vegan over there because they don't really the beggars can't be choosers. Whatever. Um, she took to Twitter and wrote. My heart began. My my heart starts beating like madness. Heart palpitations, like I was running somewhere or something, and then my stomach started turning upside down. I was like, "Whoa, what's going on? This only happens when I consume meat. My body is poisoned for life now. I mean, because you know, if you accidentally eat something you don't want to eat, it's in it's in you forever. You don't have bowel movements and." Uh, and uh, I mean, even cocaine only lasts in your out and your body for like twelve hours. I mean, weed will stay in your system for thirty days, but like, 
I guess if you're vegan and you eat meat, you're poisoned for life. You know, I haven't had meat in two years. Wow, that's a, that's a really, really long time. And she had to take to Twitter to tell us about this whole ordeal because, you know, I mean, it's really odd for vegans to tell you about these sort of things, but I'll continue. My belly started hurting and my heart started going crazy. If I was allergic to pork or any of their ingredients that were inside that, that dirty sausage, I literally could have died. I mean, yeah, I mean, like if I was a, a allergic to, um, what did I eat this morning? Uh, if I drink, I drank goat milk. If I was allergic to that, I would probably be dead by now, and I wouldn't be telling. I wouldn't be able to do this podcast. That's crazy. She's not allergic to that stuff, but if she was, she would be dead. That is. That's. That's actually. She's brave. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, if you were allergic to uh, meat, not that you are, but if if you were allergic to, let's say, shellfish, and you ate it, you and you died. You. I mean, you could have died. But you're not, though. I mean, it's just like if, if you, if you were. Some people, namely meat eaters, might think I'm over-exaggerating, but I could have died if I was allergic to meat, but I'm not. So I could have died if I was allergic, but I, I guess alternate universe me could have died if I was allergic to meat, but I'm not that version of myself. So I didn't die, but I could have died. Uh... So she's not exaggerating because if that was the reality that she was allergic, she could have died, you know, because she was mistakenly given it. You know, you know, that's that's what she's talking about. Because mistakes with food, I don't know, just if, if, if you're that sensitive, just don't eat out, make your own food, you fucking idiot. It's my choice to not consume meat because it causes cancer. There we go. People believing fake news again. I guess processed meats and things like Slim Jim can possibly do that, but not grass-fed meat. We're, we we evolved that way. But whatever. The choice has been taken away from me. That choice has been taken away from me. She was inif- initially offered a... T- oh, wait. Oh, no, wait. Something happened... Uh with my headphones, so I'm going to have to do this without headphones because it's repeating. Whatever. Oh, man, I like I like the headphones, but I can't. Okay, not going to use them. She was initially offered a two-pound refund for the snack but refused and was later offered a $30 voucher and a letter of apology by upper management instead. She also refused this, and she instead wants a public apology, which it's from a company. I mean, it won't mean anything. Uh... A public apology would make people aware that they should watch out for things like that. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of why there are warning labels on literally everything. It's because people like this have sued people companies. Where, yes, the coffee you ordered in McDonald's is obviously hot. But I'm gonna I got burned and I'm gonna sue McDonald's. And you know, uh make everything a little bit more expensive because that money has to come from somewhere. And I'm going to have to put ugly warning labels everywhere because I'm a busybody. Whatever. Done with that story. Um, Funny, but sad that these people have a voice because of the internet. The internet, internet's a great thing. You're hearing me on the internet. 
You can hear Joe Rogan on the internet. You can hear many interesting people on the internet. But we also choose to hear uh, crybabies like that and give people like that power. <laughs> um, there's two more things I want to talk about. Two more things is, uh, and then I'll get to some questions, and then that's it for this podcast. But two more things is Antifa protesters scream at Black Elk. Uh, no. Was it Black? At Block? Uh, I guess it's a place. Block elderly woman. Oh, and Block elderly woman. I was sorry. I'm an idiot. Also, I keep hearing my echo, so. I don't know if you saw this. It was trending yesterday. Uh, this is in Toronto. I thought I thought Canadians were supposed to be nice, but I guess uh, even anti-fascists up there, Antifa up there, they, uh, you know, shouting in a 90-year-old woman's face that she's a Nazi, not letting her cross. Remember we used to let, uh, we remember we used to help old ladies cross the street. Now we shout at them. Now we shout at them and uh, make them feel like they are Nazis. Oh, where's the video? You know what? I'm not going to go. Wait, I will. This is like this is like an old lady trying to cross the street. She's in a walker. They're blocking her and they're shouting at her Nazi scum off our streets. They're not letting her cross the street. Really cute. Uh, we're devolving into uh, Mad Max times, I guess, or, you know, I don't know. We don't have respect for people anymore. Uh, we don't have respect for old people anymore. We don't have respect for people with different, uh, different opinions anymore. And uh, very sad. I mean, not much I can talk about. But it's it's really embarrassing what's happening. And the media, the mainstream media, they back Antifa. I mean, this is... Oh, I don't know. I think they unmasked one of the people today. I think that they... they uh, I don't want to use the word doxxed because that's kind of negative. It's it's with these people who cover their faces and do the harass old people like that. I think it's it's important to put their information out there, and I think that they did with one of the people who were doing this. One of the people who w- was doing this is um is a refugee from Syria that that was allowed to live in Canada, uh, uh starting in 2015. So I guess he hasn't. I guess he maybe integrated pretty well into society, but the wrong part of society. And um, it's funny that you come from Syria and uh, then you start hating on Canada. The people who let you in with open arms, they hate you. It, it, I mean, you're hating the people who saved your life from Syria. Are you kidding me? Whatever. Done with this. You've probably seen this a thousand times. The last thing I wanted to, to talk about, to talk about, the last thing I wanted to talk about was um, uh, this th- New York Post article that I saw yesterday. And uh, it's funny how this has to be a headline nowadays because it's so weird to people that the way women, oops, the way women used to live, <laughs> the way women used to live is making headlines now. 
What? Why is this doing this to me? I hate... Stop playing that. I don't want to hear that. I open the article and then it's just like playing weird music. I guess it's showing a montage for whatever. Women quits job to spoil husband like a 1950s housewife. Um, I'm not going to read the article. I just think it's funny that the that this went viral. And uh, she even dresses like a 1950s house. They even have a white picket fence. Crazy. They're doing it. Dinner's ready by the time he's home from work. She, they want to have babies. You know, a traditional happy lifestyle that that kind of was doing really well up until uh, up until critical theory was getting popular in the nineteen forties. Odd, very odd. Until uh, until people. By the way, people who started the free love movement, dudes, dudes started the free love movement, not women, and we tricked them. Haha, ha, women, we got you. We get to have sex with you whenever we want, and we don't have to marry you. We got you. We goofed you. We tricked you. We did it. You took the bait. You're so stupid. And they say they say women aren't. You guys are stupid for whatever. But this is a headline. Women quits job to spoil husband like a 1950s housewife. Why is this a, ha- a, a, a headline? Why is this trending? Why is this story being passed around? Oh, it's because this is hate speech. You uh, go look at the tweet. Go find the tweet from the New York New York Post and scroll for yourself. I don't want to go and read each individual thing and be like, "Whoa, people are actually offended by this person's uh, choice to live this way." What happened to revering and venerating the housewife? What happened to that? I guess I guess most people had shitty childhoods because their baby boomer parents uh, thought, you know what. If it feels good, do it. If you're unhappy in your marriage, we're going to get a divorce just like that. No big deal. Divorce, it's like it's just like getting a haircut. So then you have people uh, in Gen X and then and then uh, millennials and Gen Z growing up, growing up in uh, broken homes and uh, and then becoming feminists because they all the, their only perception of a family is broken because it's just popular to throw away things. If it's broken, just throw it away. Which is actually something I was thinking about earlier. It's uh, uh, my other microphone broke, and uh, I have to buy a new one because there's no such thing as fixing something anymore. There used to be TV repairmen, there used to be phone repairmen, whatever. Uh, we don't fix things anymore. We throw them away. Uh, someone's old, we throw them in an old age home because they are broken people and they are useless to us. Uh, their 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 old uh, their sage advice we can they can impart on us. It doesn't... I know more. They don't know what the internet is. Uh, which actually... I want to read a rant I wrote on Twitter yesterday. Go follow me there if you want. At Josh Lakash, L-E-C-A-S-H. Which actually kind of ties into this. And this is why traditionalism is dying. It's because it's, it's hard. But it's something that we need to revere and pass down. It's like It's kind of like the Constitution is... Is it's just a paper. We don't, you know, the Second Amendment. That it was different when they wrote it back then. We don't need to protect gun rights or anything like that. Yeah, I guess we'll pass red flag, red flag laws and whatever. Um, to to politicians on both sides, it's just a piece of paper, and um, it's a guideline. So, not it's not something 
worthy of just pass, preserving and passing down is my point. But let me read some uh, a rant I wrote yesterday on Twitter. Um, and it's kind of just where my head's been at for the past, I guess, year. But it's interesting, and you should look into it more. And then, and then I'm, I got a DM from someone on Sadwater saying uh, they didn't really understand. So I'll read that too. I wrote, we used to pass down intrinsic uh, trades and skills, land, timeless art, architecture, etc. Nothing of value is passed down anymore. We now invest in the fleeting, fleetingly trivial, whether it be fabricated goods, IKEA, or expensive snake oil products, creams, fake superfoods, plastic surgery. There's a reason why aging gracefully is a thing of the past and why throwing away our elderly and old age homes instead of picking their brains for sage advice no young person can bestow has become the norm. Our traditional past is mocked and dismantled while our ever-changing present is praised. Is praised. Progress and change at what cost? And then I said, I guess my question for you is what of important of what of importance and value is still being passed down to younger generations i i don't think anything really is i think cheap imitations of the past maybe is but everything is replaceable we we rent everything we lease everything uh we don't really value skills anymore we you know we're we're very superficial now it's all about me 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 and so on i don't know Maybe think about that for a little. But then someone DM'd me, and I schooled him. I schooled him, whatever. Uh, he kept on asking me a question regarding that post, and I didn't really understand what he was saying. And then he made it in a t- into a... He made it into a... A math... Uh, Whatever equation, and then I said, "You just overcomplicated things. Ask me straight up. What do you want to ask about this?" He goes, "Are you indoctrinating the young minds of the future?" <laughs> because of that post, I said, "My ideas are generally aren't gener- generally popular, so I would say not as many as you think. Popular opinions tend to be comfortable and wrong. Most comfortable opinions, most comfortable things, usually are." Um, all right, let's get to some questions. And then this will be Sadcast episode 64 and we're done. All right. Kanye's album. Uh, I don't think he, I think it's going to come out today. He didn't specify the, the time zone. He didn't specify the time zone. So. I think, you know, he meant 8 p.m. Sunday. We don't know which 8 p.m. It could still be 8 p.m. Sunday in Australia. Maybe he meant that. We're in Wednesday right now. I don't know how time zones work, so it's coming. Don't worry, it's coming. Um, Best film of this year, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Maybe I'll talk about that more next week, but it was very cinematic in scope. Uh, They didn't film really in front of green screens. They closed down Hollywood Boulevard. I mean, there was effort put into it. People say that there is no story, but there is if you look into it a little deeper. I'll make you know I think I'll talk about it when I see it again. Uh, it'll probably come out on iTunes this month. I'll buy it. I'll watch it again, and I'll talk about it if if it's interesting to you. Uh, but I say that um, I really liked Ad Astra. I wouldn't say it's my top 
three or anything, but again, that was very cinematic. I, I, I like things that are aesthetically pleasing. Most movies are that are generated behind a computer that that rely on a heavy, heavy CGI. Um obviously Ad Astra did, but they did they did certain things in a clever way, like the moon buggy uh chase scene. They filmed that in a desert and then they added real pictures of the moon into it. So it didn't really even feel fake. Like the moon buggy itself was real. They filmed that in the desert. I don't know. But things like Marvel, which is like 99% green screen and everything is CGI. It just it just looks garbagey. That's a word, right? Uh Let me read a few more things. I I didn't go through these beforehand, so I'm going to kind of have to pause for a second. Greta Thunberg. This is how effective the Greta Thunberg or Thunberg or whatever it is, is is that um, these are young people who are asking me about her. And I got I got two questions from her this week about her this week. I got uh, a, like three or four last week about her. It's effective when they use these figureheads rather than like actual scientists to push the propaganda and push the hoax further because uh, people gravitate towards celebrity figures and spokespeople. It's, um, you know, even though you recognize that this is BS and that using an autistic or Asperger girl to push something. Uh, and her her parents are actors, by the way, too. Uh, like even you even recognize that this is pure BS. It's uh, still worked on you. You know who she is, and uh, it's making you pay attention to it. Uh, when they use Billie Eilish to make a video, Greenpeace and whatever, and 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 promote that. Uh, again, you know that that tactic. You know what that tactic means, but many people don't, and it work. It clearly works. Why are kids wearing foxtails at school? I don't know. I'm 33 in a week, so I don't know what kids are doing in school. Um, maybe the furry movement is growing. Maybe you need to publicly shame them to stop that. That's not good. The last question is about the net, the new Netflix show, The Politician. Those billboards are plastered everywhere outside of my apartment, and uh, they use clever, uh, they use clever slogans. Like, let me pull it up. On uh, Google, the politician posters. It, this is this is an example of first Hollywood not knowing anything, being dumb, uninspired, and clearly one-sided. Uh, so I've never seen that show. Maybe I should pull up the trailer and watch it with you. But um, one of the posters is "We promise you, nasty women." Oh, cool, a Hillary reference. They still haven't gotten over that. Um, where's the other ones? Uh, we promise you all kinds of collusion. Cool. Again, Trump, co- Russia collusion. Can't get over that either. We promise you by partisanship. I don't know what you're trying to... I mean, like, bisexual, that's that's kind of the message. So those posters are all over outside of where I live. And I can't escape it. 
the politician trailer. I've never seen this. I just can only assume it's like everything else that they release very cringy, garbagey. Again with that word garbagey. And uh propaganda. E. So let's watch this trailer. Oh, he's he's gay. Jackson. Sherry has an eighty percent approval rating and a fan account on Instagram. So evidently, there's a videotape with some footage of you using an offensive gay slur. Do you have any idea what I might be referring to? Do you have any idea what time it is? Shut up, ma'am. I'm not going to take your bullshit tonight, okay? What did you say on the tape? She said butt munch. She called an obviously gay reporter butt munch. Damn it! This is all over now. I want that. Okay, that's twenty-eight seconds in. How is that funny? Uh, just because you're yelling and you're emphatic and all that doesn't mean it's a comedy. Uh, also, this is kind of what their whole, all these movements hinge on. It's, it's censorship. And, uh, he didn't even ask what context did you say that in? Like, were you making a joke or whatever? It was just, you can't say that sort of thing. All right, let's continue on with this wonderful trailer of The Politician. It's a Netflix show about a gay student body, whatever, and something of sorts. See, gentlemen, I'm going to be president of the United States. I'm merely stating a fact. I will be president someday. I'm warning you. Do not screw with my dream. Your ambition frightens me. I want that trophy. This school deserves better than you. You want to beat them? You need to embrace your inner coldness unapologetically. I want that chest. Gotta help Peyton. We hate Peyton way more than you do. Think I should kill him? Why? I don't get it. Yes, yes I do. I don't know yet if I'm a good person. You don't have to be a good person. As long as you do good things. Tell me all the stuff that would make a difference to you. What do you care about? I can't believe it. That I'm a stone-cold bitch? Uh, I'm not going to finish that trailer. Uh, that was a minute 22. That's literally half into it. I, I just don't care. It's no surprise what Hollywood is putting out. The Politician on Netflix. It's not even interesting. Right? Am I wrong? I don't like it. I'm done. That was Sadcast episode 64. I am Sadwater or at Josh Lakash on Twitter. You can go do that if you want. Uh, here's a song. I love you. Bye.